I think if Jesus was a pastor of a church now, he would offend a lot of people, you know, because yeah, yeah. he did, you know, in scripture too. Yeah. And, and so not all not all hurts or offenses are mm -hmm. legitimate in the sense of right. they're legitimate because you actually feel them. So you you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Just tell people like, oh, get over it. You know, want to help right. them through it. If it's even if it's a hurt that comes from something, maybe they should have been listening and learning rather than being offended by it. Baby boomers, Gen X, Gen Y, millennials, Gen Z, iGen. There are a lot of issues separating America right now, and one of the most divisive is age. People are leaving the church feeling they aren't understood by younger or older believers. A group called Nuns is on the rise among younger generations. And then there's the story of a church in Minnesota that asked its older congregants to find another place to worship so they could attract young families. Psalm 145 declares, Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Instead, though, we've stopped talking to anyone outside our age group. How can we reverse this destructive trend? One way is through understanding. Today on the Gary Wilkerson Podcast, Gary talks with the younger members of the World Challenge team to get their views on the generational divide that's tearing apart our churches. Now, here's Gary Wilkerson. We believe these podcasts are uh, meant to help uh, raise your expectations of what God can do in your life to give you a greater hope, a greater vision for your future, help you overcome the the mundaneness of life and raise you up into the great things God has for you. And speaking of uh, great things God has done and people being raised up, we have uh, some of our, um, you're not going to have to look too closely at this uh, team around me here to say these are the younger people that uh, we work together <laughs> here at World Challenge. Uh, I'm in my early 60s and you guys are, uh, we, we won't ask everybody here at the table. <laughs> I hear that's impolite. But uh, uh, we'll start with Corey. This is Corey Ard. Corey um, has been working with World Challenge. Uh, he uh, does spoken word and rap and um, uh, a lot of stage presence in different events and conferences, but also helps us with our conferences and uh, helps us with uh, some of the outreaches that we're doing and stuff. And you've been with World Challenge how long now? Been about five years, seven five months. Five years, okay. So. Yeah, and... And then Sarah Stephenson. Sarah, yep. welcome. Glad you're here with Thank us. You. Sarah helps uh, oversee uh, uh, several of our departments here in, in ministry, and you've been with us for about three and a half years. Three and a half years, yeah. yeah. And this guy I've known for a long, long time. Uh, <laughs> right. It's my son, uh, Evan Wilkerson, and he leads a ministry here called Faith Answers. Uh, tell us a little bit about what Faith Answers is, Evan, Evan Wilkerson. Yeah, so Faith Answers uh, really came out of needs that we see through statistics of um, youth and young adults leaving the faith or not really being able to handle some of the cultural challenges that they face. So um, it's an apologetics ministry that helps equip them to learn how to meet those challenges and to uh, persuasively engage the culture through their yeah. faith. There's a lot of statistics now about <clears throat> the uh, millennial or the Gen X or What's the one under Gen X, Gen, Gen Z? Gen, Gen Z. Z. Mm -hmm. And have you heard of a thing called digital natives? Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's a digital native? Is that even younger than Gen Z? Digital natives. It's just another Gen name Z. for it. It starts at Gen Z, yeah. Gen Z. People mm -hmm. that have never grown up without a computer or a phone in their hand. So, so, mm -hmm. so would yeah. I be Gen Z or Gen Y? <laughs> <laughs> or okay, <millennia>? Boomer. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Okay. okay. <laughs> and, and, uh, I've heard that used a couple times. That, do you know what that means? That's like a younger person says Saying that it, when an old person's yes. trying to tell them what to do. Yeah. Like, well, it's kind like, of when they're yeah. when they're they disconnected, and it's kind of like, hey, you're not relevant anymore to what you were saying. Yeah. And then the vice versa is like, the, the the young people can't do anything like 
typewriters or, or rotary phones or things like that. Okay. They don't know what a boombox is, and no. they're like looking for power and all the things. <laughs> they don't know what a payphone is because they never had them. So wow. there's that disconnect. Yeah. So it's kind of a yeah. You're this. I, you're, I've heard it uh, once before, and you're in good company because it was uh, they call her AOC. She oh said, yeah yeah. I think she said that to somebody. <laughs> and so yeah, you and her are like you, you got you got sisterhood. You think, well. <laughs> Just joking. Um, so, um, all right. So, you guys, what are you? What are you guys? I'm X. I'm X. I'm Generation X. So I just work hard. I think Evan and I are millennials. Yeah, millennials. 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 They say it, yeah, the, the, which is not true. Apparently, there's awesome. a divide between millennials. It's millennials mm-hmm. and. Megalennials, is, is yeah. that it? And megalennials yeah. are supposed they're, they're, to be the very productive, yes. successful kind, oh, and the yeah. millennials yeah. are the stereotypical kind of the, millennials. Got the bad rap for the millennials, but then there's the megalennials that are awesome. I never so I'm a megalennial. You are, you are, okay. and you are too. Corey is. Both a, of you guys are. Yeah, I like me though. Me. I know, but <laughs> yeah, you like me. He's a he's a millennial. <laughs> me, me, that's yeah. a, it's an interesting it's perspective so interesting. that you would have uh, the same generation but two different. Yeah. Tracks one, yeah. a little bit more productive and mm-hmm. other centered. Sure. Is that kind of a, yeah. Some of the older millennials don't like being grouped into the category of younger millennials because of some of the stereotypes. You know, entitled, yeah, still okay. staying at home. You know, mm-hmm. don't really work much. Whatever else it is, and so the older millennials don't want to be in that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we're just angry all the time. I read about Gen X, and we're just angry and working and rah, 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 waiting for okay. our time at the table. Wow. <laughs> so hoping to change that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, like interesting, yeah. So. Cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, statistics talk about the various generations that you guys represent yeah. as being uh, sort of drifting from church attendance, okay. religious affiliation, uh, faith as being mm-hmm. a key indicator of how they – uh, their worldview and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I know the statistics. It's getting worse and worse. And like yeah. 20% now of younger audiences are saying they call them the nuns, N-O-N-E, yeah. uh, like none in re- check the box of religious affiliation, none. So mm-hmm. it's the first time it's gone above 20% was this last wow. survey they've taken. And so, mm-hmm. and it's skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are statistics. Uh, but anecdotally, just in your own life, would you say that's something you've seen lived out in, in your um community in a sense with people your age and stuff or are you, yeah. or is there something else going on that's not seen in the statistics does that make, does that question make sense yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think um, there's another statistic that it's somewhere over 20 percent that teenagers don't feel like they can ask really challenging questions in within the church and so I've seen some of those statistics play out firsthand when I go to the so different churches in and you you just see just such a burden of of questions on their hearts and they start bringing it up with you and they really want to um just be able to struggle through these and wrestle mm-hmm. through some of the the questions that they're having so i I've, I've seen firsthand how mm-hmm. um they're they're asking questions they're not sure about everything in the bible and, and they don't really know the best way to bring it up, maybe feeling like they, they'll be judged. And so I think that can be a catalyst to leading to leaving the faith or um, being bombarded at, at colleges. They didn't really bring up the doubts that they had at church. 
and so now they're in college mm-hmm. and where do they go from there mm-hmm. yeah we've talked about that here in the yes. podcast <clears throat> it's really important to me is to have having that <clears throat> a venue uh, a place where you can be vulnerable and yes. open and honest yes. about your pain about your mm-hmm. questions about your doubts um mm-hmm. yeah. you know and uh, you know <clears throat> and it's not and that's and i can speak as an older yeah. baby boomer that <clears throat> the, the, those kind of things are not just your, specific to your generation i was talking to my friend tim delina yeah. recently and i was, I was telling him it's like man i, I feel really bad because I, I get these occasional waves of just doubt like how do i know this is all real or like mm-hmm. how do i know there's a heaven and mm-hmm. god how do i know yeah. this wasn't you know like maybe creationism uh, you know is not mm-hmm. as accurate as i believe and it's, there's other things going on and and I was really surprised by his answer. He goes, oh, I feel that all the time. <laughs> and I was like, like, it made me feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like yeah. another uh, minister that I yeah. you know, believe in. That yeah. so, so, you know, I think we all have doubts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But are you seeing are you seeing these doubts and, uh, uh, like, lack of place to ask questions? Is it driving a lot of people away from yeah. faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the open discussion between generations is, is really – people don't feel like they have a place. So if they have a question, it's kind of like you either believe the way I do and if there's any kind of, you know, dialogue that's not that, then there's sort of like you don't know what you're talking about. And then vice versa, the young people or us, even I'll speak for myself, I've asked questions and I'm like, I don't really know why I believe this. You know, mm-hmm. I just, it was just something we always believed, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, and as I kind of came into my own faith was like, how do I know that that's true? You know, and, you know, you read the Bible, maybe there's not, it's not clear or it's something that's kind of, is it really in the scripture? Cause we're dealing with things that, that are technologically beyond where the Bible was in my mind. And I'm like, okay, well, how does that work? And, and if there's not someone there or a place for us to ask questions, then you just stay quiet and then you just become more and more isolated and there's that divide just keeps growing and I know for us a lot of um, my friends are have been really hurt in church mm-hmm. really hurt in ministries and a lot of friends I know they love Jesus and they won't go to church you know and it's mm-hmm. really interesting so we call them unchurched yeah. um, and it's just it's, it's really sad you know because they've had random experiences and things because people are human and normal and in ministry we're normal and we like what, kind of stuff, what kind of stuff you think's happening so yeah I'll, I'll think of a couple um, like yeah just like uh, they were put into ministry without or like leadership positions in church without a lot of like training or a lot of maybe oversight or they were given way too much too soon or given you know given authority and then not really given the tools to execute properly mm-hmm. or they looked up to everything they looked for was like the lead pastor. And then when the lead pastor was human, like we mm-hmm. all are, um, that just shattered their belief system, their mm-hmm. faith system. When somebody fails or falls, if like they can't make it, surely I can't. Yeah. And there's a lot of that um, disillusionment in, in my generation where we just talk and we're like, man, can we just get to the issues that really are, are, are important to us? It's not yeah. really our parents' issues. It's issues that are more, you know, um, touch touch us. And so it's it's an interesting thing. And I And I... I have a lot of friends that are just kind of all all over the place. They love Jesus, but they, some are connected, some aren't. Some just kind of go because they feel guilty. Um, but uh, we were just talking this morning about just desiring like a deep, deeper something more, you know, more and more connection, mm-hmm. more, more um, vulnerability, authenticity. Those things are really important, yeah. you know, in a safe place to say that without being in trouble. That's, that's brilliant. You know? I love yeah. it. Good, good thoughts, mm-hmm. Corey. What are you seeing happening uh, culturally with uh, Christians and uh, folks your age? Well, I would probably say the same as Sarah's. I'm seeing, a, uh, well, at least a lot of my friends, it's it's a lot of church hurt. Yeah. And I think it's more f- less of what she was saying with leadership and different things like that, but more of a relevancy and community and almost like a belonging. They just don't feel like they fit in 
or you know in the word it said it's, it's God's goodness that brings men in mm-hmm. to repentance and they're not seeing a lot of goodness it's a lot of less of a Holy Spirit and a leading and a guiding and more of this is what you need to do to change and this is what you need to do in order to be in this church or leadership and I think that's where a lot of the the hurt is coming from is I mean I feel like there there's some churches that are forcing people to change and forcing and it's it hasn't become real inside of them yet and so that's what I've just seen in a a lot of my friends who are fleeing or running away mm-hmm. from the churches, it's, that's the kind of hurt that they're experiencing. Do, mm-hmm. do any of the three of you have like a close personal friend that's actually experienced that? Like oh, some, yeah. somebody that you know? Yes. Multiple. And, okay, like so I, most of my friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. it's, it would be that mm-hmm. is the 80, 80% of my close friends have experienced this or are experiencing no this. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's really close to our heart because we're like, <gasps> You know, and you're in the midst of that, and you're just like, God. Well, that didn't happen. Know. Like, again, go back yeah, when no. I was a kid. No, yeah. You know, that, it didn't happen that no. much. Is no, that because is it people, did you say people think, suck? No, I said, <laughs> sometimes. No, I think people stuck in their oh, church. Oh, stuck, okay. They, they, um, people stayed in their churches. I yeah. think it was like, this is my church. You know, this is our family. Maybe it's dysfunctional. Yeah. But, I, but I've seen people. You know, I have been in this church 10, 12, 15, 20 years in New York. A lot of the people in our church were in our church for 25, 30, 30 years in a church, raised their mm. kids. And I was like, that's crazy. But our culture, we're like two, three years. We yeah. can switch around. There's a lot of choices. Yeah. If mm. I get offended, I can go somewhere else. If I like the worship better, I can go somewhere else, you know, better coffee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so there's a lot more options. But wow. but majority of the people I'm in, in relationship with are, are genuinely struggling with this. Like, it's a deep, it's a deep hurt and deep desire to figure this out you know are leaders in this generation more hurtful than they used to be and that's why more people mm-hmm. being hurt or are people a, a little question. bit softer skinned maybe and both. maybe maybe that was the same kind of leadership maybe. prior generations but or then i suppose there's a third option there's a younger generation that's just not going to put up with it it's just like okay leaders have always been this way but we always just accepted it yeah and mm-hmm. and, and or a combination of all of them? I've, I'd say maybe a little combination of all of them, but more of the the latter two, the um, softer kind of culture mm-hmm. and the I'm not putting up with this mm-hmm. culture. I feel that is a is more I guess soft skin. Mm-hmm. This we're definitely in the more offendable time. You mm-hmm. can't say yeah. anything mm-hmm. without somebody being mm-hmm. offended or being hurt, and so I think people are mm-hmm. having to watch their words. And then on the other side, I feel that uh, this the millennials and Gen Z and these younger people who are going to church, they just, they won't put up with it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think that's where they make mm-hmm. their absolute, like, all oh, this church mm-hmm. thing isn't for me, or there is no God because of maybe one minor or big situation has may, mm-hmm. may have impacted their faith. So I think maybe those, a combination of those okay. two the most. Yeah, I think yeah. For, for a lot of my myself included that a lot of the pastors are required now to be like CEO-level businessmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. so a lot of the emphasis and a lot of the the structures and churches are, are changing from past pastoring where you could go and sit and have a meal and talk about life or faith or, or, or you know, discouragement to more, hey, we want to drive, we need impact, we want to we mm-hmm. win the souls, and that's so good, and that's great. It's just, mm-hmm. it has changed, so it's been, it's become colder. A lot of, a lot of us, I remember attending a church um, where 
the pastor knew us for a long, long time, I never really talked to him, you know, and it was just an interesting, like, we weren't that big of a church and it was kind of like, okay, like, but they were just very focused on the business thing. And it was like very less, less pastory, less like mentoring or anything. And so I think that we're hungry for that. I, yeah. a lot of the young people I talk to are just hungry, so hungry for mentors and just mm-hmm. someone to sit down and um, mm-hmm. talk with them. Last night, our house was full of young people that just are going through transition right now and, and need a mentor through that. Yeah. And they're just, they'll show up anywhere you want to be. I mean, they'll mm-hmm. just make it and because they're hungry for it. And it just, for me, I'm like, what do I have to give? I, I, I don't, I'm like, I don't know, but I, I know a little more. <laughs> like, yeah, but but I know that for me, that's something we always want is a, yeah. a mentor, someone that will guide us and coach us. And um, mm. and I don't know if there's just the time. It just seems that it's mm. so busy now. There's so many, um, so many things that that have to go into that yeah. that just makes you feel like you can't really have time because yeah. there's a lot of stuff going. So you kind of answered the yeah. question I was just about to ask, but I'll, yeah. I'll ask it and then you can kind of maybe unpack it a little bit more. <clears throat> um, so this. Right now, it seems like we're facing uh, leadership is seeming to be hurting a lot of people. Those people are leaving the church. Yeah. They're they're being hurt either by being either too soft skin or being finally being honest with the reality of negative things that are happening. One yeah. or the other is, is what you were saying, Corey. What uh, what would, so you and you met with a group of young people last night? What would, and I know you do a lot of teaching, mm-hmm. uh, seminars and conferences and retreats and stuff for young people. What what do you say to them? They're, okay, they're hurt. They're they're either leaving the faith or leaving the, or they have that, you know, I'm still spiritual, but I don't go to church. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys say to them? Start mm, yeah, I think it's, of course, pointing it back to personal relationship with God, because that's, that's the, the yes. whole struggle that they're facing at church. They're going to church because they want a personal relationship with God, or they want genuineness, and they want, they want truth. And mm-hmm. so maybe they don't always find it at the church so you bring it back to that place of okay so maybe people haven't been faithful to you in your life but um, we can see that God is absolutely faithful to you can you look back at places where God has been faithful to you and I can share my testimony of of how God has been faithful to me so I think it it really uh, you have to point them back to personal relationship with God and that um, the way that people represent Jesus is not always how Jesus mm-hmm. actually is. Right. That right. that there is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. There, are, yeah. there are times where people are led astray and they leave the church because they think Jesus is someone who was really involved, intimately involved in their hurt. But, but Jesus would do something so much different the way the church handled it or yeah. uh, someone yeah. else handled it. And yeah. so I think, I think it really comes about... Who is Jesus really, and not those who have misrepresented him? Super good. I, I think that for us, when I when I'm talking to young people or friends, um, it is all about the character in that season. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's always always like there's just something in us, you know, that we need to develop or strengthen, and God wants us to pray over it and continue to pray over it and to build perseverance, to have grit. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's the, the hardest challenge is that we can leave. There's there's a real um, culture of just we can leave. We can cancel people. We can unfriend them. We can go to another church and, and start all over again tomorrow if I want, you know. But there's something to be said about sticking and staying and working through something, um, even in uncomfortable seasons, um, that produces a character that is just 
it's valuable. And, it, and for me, it's like I've been through really good seasons of ministry and really hard seasons of ministry. I've been in great churches and in really broken churches, but the, I'm still in all those places. And so it's mm-hmm. like, God, what is my role here? Am I an encourager? Do I need to, you know, there's been times that I've just quietly serve and you just keep going there's times that like god's like no you got to say something and then you're in that role and i'm i hate that role mm-hmm. and then there's times where you just get to say like being a friend to the pastors or leaders like this is my role here is to protect and to to speak good when when it's tough you know and i think that we can do that with build such unity and so i'm just about sticking i'm like go oh, unless you're being abused or something really crazy but mostly god's going to use those things as character development and and and, and produce a fruit that's going to last. So when the winds come, you don't shake because you're like, ah, I've been through this before. And yeah. it doesn't s- stir you up the same way as it used to. It used to be like, oh, this is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're like, oh, this is normal. And and that was it. This is so normal. Like when they were last night, we were a group of people. And I'm like, just so you guys know, you're not crazy. This is totally normal. This happens. Here's mm-hmm. here's the truth, you know, and like pray, keep praying. Let's hear what, what God's going to say about this and just keep going, mm-hmm. you know, and don't be discouraged. And mm-hmm. um but you can't you can't get it from a book. You can't get it from from watching Instagram. You have you have to be grounded in prayer and in reward. And if you don't have that, there's nothing else. So yeah. it's like, mm. you know, that'll all the other stuff falls away. So mm. what do you think? <laughs> I think uh, it's a little less, not much, of what what to say to these people, and more just living it out and showing mm-hmm. them um, as they've been hurt, mm-hmm. uh, showing them that you won't hurt them. Um, in both your actions and your words and what you say and how you affirm mm-hmm. and lift them up and guide and lead. But I think in those moments, uh, we are to raise up and to lead better, lead differently, mm-hmm. hear them, listen to them, mm-hmm. what hurt them before, and to mm-hmm. model in a way that we are, I mean, I guess as Paul said, all things to mm-hmm. all men. Yeah. and. Even getting down to their level, obviously not sinning, but right. just getting down to their level so they can see, like, oh wow, you, yeah. you're not so different from me. The only difference mm-hmm. is like you, you really live mm-hmm. this Jesus life, mm-hmm. and I think for myself, that's what I've tried to show. I know personally, uh, all the young people that I grew up with going to church. If I'm being honest, it's it's in the high ninety percent of them aren't going to church anymore. Mm-hmm. And so for the last several years, even just recently, uh, a guy that used to live in uh, my house growing up with my mom, I just brought him home one day. Mom, he he doesn't have a place to live. And she just kind of looked at me like, another one? But he ended up becoming like a brother, uh, but got hurt in the same church that I, myself, and my family ended up being hurt in. And uh, my mom and some of my siblings are still going through that hurt even to this day. But this guy started coming around and he's coming around more and more but he had in his mind that we were the same or we were the same as them the 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 pastors and the leaders of this church and I mean for years he didn't want to come around us because of that but I think because how we've modeled and how we've talked and encouraged and lifted up him and his wife that he's coming around more because he sees like I think he sees the the Christ in us yeah Yeah, there's a There has to be some discernment, you know, in in us as leaders to know what to say to somebody who's been hurt because, you know, some hurt is legitimate hurt. You know, it sounds like your church there, maybe there were some legitimate offenses or or, Mm. things going on that shouldn't have been going on. Yeah. Abuses that, and then so those are legitimate hurts. Then you have the offenses, sort of like mm-hmm. my pastor told me I couldn't sleep with my girlfriend, you know, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm offended, you know, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, you know sure. and so. I think it's really important that we, you know, I think if Jesus was a pastor of a church now, he would, 
offend a lot of people, you know, because he did, you know, in scripture too. And so not all, not all hurts or offenses are Mm -hmm. legitimate in the sense of they're legitimate because you actually feel them. So you, you don't want to just tell people like, Oh, get over it. You know, want to help them through it. If it's, even if it's a hurt that comes from something, maybe they should have been listening and learning rather than being offended by it. Mm. Uh, But, but either way you have to do that. But it seems like you guys are saying, if I, if I catch what you're saying, some, some of the difficulty in that 80, you said 80, you said 90% of your friends uh, Mm -hmm. comes from, um, we talked a little bit about um, hurts and then a little bit about doubt. Mm -hmm. Would would those be the two main ones or is there anything else that we're? Probably unmet expectations. I think, I think that people want the, their pastor or leader to just be everything like mm-hmm. almost just the complete mm-hmm. Instagram version all the time yeah. mm-hmm. and so they can't be normal they can't sin or hurt someone and it's I think unmet expectations shatter them because they're like wait if they can't do it I can't do it and you're yeah. like wait 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 no one can do it let's yeah. just start from there we're all sinners yeah. um, mm-hmm. and so I think managing those expectations and, and trying to explain like they're called in a role of a pastor just you might be IT or whatever that's their that's the the role that they're filling but they're still human they're just uh-huh. a person with uh-huh. wives and kids and, and they're just normal yeah. and it and that's f- so passionate because I'm like are you kidding me that's so unfair because uh-huh. how do you can live like that and uh-huh. so um yeah, but I notice the, a lot of that it's like yeah. really judgmental and it's weird because you're like but would you wouldn't want to be on that same level because there's a lot of grace for you so there's but there, but but this is their you know they yeah. should know better i've heard where's their discernment and you're like are you kidding me are you always in discernment <laughs> and it's just like it's just interesting the level of disconnect with some of my older friends that for leadership ministry and otherwise whether like any any type of leader they have to be like perfect and it's like that's crazy. That's yeah. not the only know, perfect person we know is Jesus. So you know, perfect and yeah. and the, such high level of skills and expectation. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know because of the, you know because you know so many great sermons on YouTube right now. Yeah. You know you can go and listen to, to some of the most yeah. articulate, skilled, clever, yeah. funny you know yeah. oh, sermons, yeah. and then yeah. you you know, and most churches aren't you know led like that. They're more communities, which right. is, mm-hmm. is really healthy. You know it's a. Right. A healthy church isn't led by somebody who's a great speaker. That's right. It's somebody that can build a biblical function, biblically yeah. functioning community. Yeah. And so sometimes we're not satisfied with the biblically functioning community yes. because we want yeah. to go on Sunday and be yeah. entertained and mm. and, uh, and, and have good. that have that good speaker and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's you know as a pastor, I say that's tough too because you, you know I listen to sermons online and mm-hmm. you know it's like you know I'll never preach like a TD Jakes or a, mm-hmm. you yeah. know somebody else like you know just these fiery you know yeah. uh, you know and some of my closest friends are these incredible preachers and stuff and so you know but if the congregation or the community of believers is expecting mm-hmm. that level of skill, that's you know and so the, you know, the Bible doesn't talk a whole it mentions some skill you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, preach the word. Uh, you know, you want to do it effectively and creatively, but not that. Yeah. So that's so that's a third, three, three very, you know, three strikes, so to speak, and and you're out. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you Absolutely. being here today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah love, love you being here. We'll have to do this again. Okay. <laughs> say, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we love your heart for this generation, and we believe God will do great things. Thank you. Thank All right. you so Thanks, much. guys. There is power in generational unity. But it can only come when a group of believers commits to being a Bible-teaching, Christ-exalting, mission-minded church. Then everyone feels part of Christ's message and mission, no matter what age group they're in. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, sound design for this episode by Mike Hall-Smith. This episode was written by Bob Dittmer. Our producer is Chris Wigington. 
World Challenge is incredibly thankful for the support we receive from many people across the country who believe in our mission. We are able to continue creating resources like this podcast because of donations from listeners like you. We hope you tune in next week to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast for more encouragement in your Christian walk. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ.